Good morning. Uh, Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. Today we're talking about the unknown, which mm. is very important for us to talk about. Because we all end up having something unknown in our lives. And we have a tendency to like to order and control everything in our lives. We like to, mm. we like to know what's coming. We like to schedule things. We like to... Um, we like to make sure that we are the ones that are in charge. And the, that's it. having to deal with something unknown can usually cause fear. Yes. Unknown entities, unknown things that are happening, unknown futures, all of those things can cause anxiety. Um, and we try to order ourselves even in our own lives in how we deal with the unknown. Mm-hmm. We try to plan for retirement. We don't know what's going to happen. We need we, we buy insurance. We do all these things in the, to control the unknown as best we can mm-hmm. because there are possibilities of, of things happening. But there are times when we have no control. Well, interesting thing is that actually there's always, we're always living with the unknown, but we can uh, pretend that we do know. Like you said, insurance for this and this and this, and we we think if we really thought about it, we're always living with the unknown because we never know like when we're going to die. We don't know like you said just this morning. There was that concert in Illinois where the roof collapsed and tons. You know those people didn't know that they were going to die that night. The tornado came down and hit. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I remember when. Uh, one of the big things sometimes for for married couples is how am I going to pay that bill? Mm-hmm. You know, and God is always faithful to 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 bring it about when we when we trust in Him. And can I start with a a verse? That Go ahead. I, okay, Go ahead. I think how we deal with it is we just have to hold on to God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and know that He's so good. So uh, Deuteronomy seven nine says, "Know that the Lord your God is God." The faithful God who keeps his gracious covenant loyalty for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commands. That's very good. It reminds me that I think we have to hold on to Father God like a little kid holds on to his parents. Like, I think that's true. And I think, I think we also have to have a mindset, our worldview, whatever you want to call it, our mindset has to be. Um, God-centered so that mm-hmm. if we fall to fear, you know, Satan is the, is the Lord of fear. If we fall to fear, it's because we let go of God. Mm, that's true. Think about Peter. Jesus is walking on the water and mm-hmm. Peter says, call me out to you. And he goes and he's walking on the water too. Must have been so exciting. But then he looks down and he has doubt. And when he has doubt, he, he, and he, he falls in. So it's, you know, if we set our worldview on... God, if we set our, our worldview beyond this world, then the things in this world are something that God takes care of and we don't have to take care of. Mm-hmm. And I think that changes things a little bit. Yes, we'll slip and fall. Yes, we'll have times when we will struggle uh, to remember those things, to remember that God is always faithful to us no matter what we are. And I think that concept of wrapping yourself in that worldview is what brings us through Oh, I think you're right. Brings us through unknown. You know, I'm thinking uh, 
first of, of our, our son Hawken when he was just a baby and then he started having seizures at three months and and we had no uh the doctors one doctor said he'd die by the time he was two. He'd never walk or talk, which is true. He hasn't. But it's scary when you think, when you're told scary stuff by doctors who really don't know. But somehow we want to hold on to something that people say. And then, well, I want to share why we even brought this up. And then, so I've been having some uh, back and leg pain that's just, uh, have to use a cane at night and in the morning until I, Till it, I can handle it or whatever. So I had a couple MRIs done, and we still haven't heard yet. It has only been a couple business days, so it's being a little impatient. But there's all sorts of things. It might be something that's easily fixed, or possibly I'd have to have surgery, or it could be something really serious. I mean, we have no idea. But um, I know it's not all in my mind. Will right. you promise me that? Right. Okay, it's not all in my mind. Your mind does strange things, but this one I don't think is just in you. Okay, okay. So, and we've had some some episodes in this that have gotten really scary, um, but in the midst of all that, it's easy, especially in today's day and age, it's easy to go on WebMD mm-hmm. or to go on the computer. And look at the worst case scenarios for everything. Right. And start thinking, oh, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this. And what you do then is you just add stress to your life, looking at things and trying to find things for yourself. And we have doctors practice medicine. That's yeah. what they call it. And I love the fact that they admit the fact that they're not that they're right. not all knowing. They're just trying. And I, I, God bless every doctor out there who went through school and is, is doing their best for everyone. We have even less training, and yet we seek answers through the Internet and all that other kind of stuff. And all that does is add stress to our body. And mm-hmm. we know that stress causes a release of cortisol in our body, and that causes inflammation. And it gets worse, yes. and it gets worse, and it gets worse. The more, you, uh, the more anxiety you have, the worse you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling bad, and then you have anxiety about feeling bad, it's just going to multiply. It's going to get worse and, it, and worse. The- if we allow God just to bring the knowledge when it's time, the thing that even if it's the very worst, God is there waiting to give us grace in that. And he will, if, if you hear the worst news ever, God will help you with that news. But when you don't know, there's no grace in the don't know in that God says, you need to trust in me and and wait until I bring you the news or whatever. And when you have whatever you I give you, it'll be enough. And I will help you through all that. But and as Christians, we have we have the promise of heaven. We have the promise mm-hmm. of beyond here. But unless Christ comes back first, one of us is going to die. Well, we're both going to die eventually. Right. But yeah. one of us is going to have to deal with that. Yeah. If we live in fear. If you truly were to live in fear, you would avoid the emotional commitment because you don't want to have the loss. Yeah. If we truly live, if we lived in in true fear and anxiety about the future, we would never take a chance, and which means we would never experience some of the wonderful blessings of relationships, of uh, listening to God, moving where God wants you to move, doing what God wants you to do. All of those things can be very frightening. 
Mm-hmm. But the blessing that comes from that on the other side is worth all the all the possible pain. Right. And so yes. If, yeah. If we if we dwell on if we dwell on the possibility of loss, because the probability is one hundred percent. Right. It's going to happen. Things yeah. are going to happen. Um, but if we focus on that instead of focusing on God, then we get to that that point where we don't even live the life we're, we're given. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, I've, I've come to give them life and give it to them abundantly. And how do you have an abundant life? You live hand in fist with God. You live in the word of God and you understand that God's on your side and that there's more than this. Mm-hmm. This is just a blip in time. Mm-hmm. And I will say, and uh, the world, the devil loves to push the fear. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of the ads you see advertisements. If you get this, this won't happen. If you get this, even growing old, if you get these products, it will turn back the time, you know, cause there's fear. People mm-hmm. have fear of as their bodies age, Oh, I look horrible or whatever. And that is a, it's a, it's not a deadly fear, but it still is something that consumes people. And it's not, it's not necessarily something that you should ignore either. If it's a health issue and you can, can, uh, Make your health better by changing your diet or exercising or whatever. Awesome. Please do that. It's a great thing for you. But if you're doing it out of fear, it's not going to last very long. No. And if you do it um, out of ego, I'm sorry, the clock's still going to tick. It doesn't change. If you're young and you think, you know, that you're impervious to all these things, sooner or later, it's going to, you're going to be confronted with an unknown threat or an unknown situation. And if you don't have your feet grounded when that happens, mm-hmm. it can really knock you back. It can really knock you down. I've got a verse. Mm. This is uh, Proverbs 25, 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to investigate a matter. And somewhere, I don't know where, but mm-hmm. I did look up the word glory because it's hard for us to kind of Brains yeah, to yeah. what it, what in the world does it mean? But one thing I, I read was that glory is God's beauty. And mm-hmm. so it is the glory, it's the beauty of God to conceal a matter. And it's our, it's the beauty of us that we like to investigate things, to see what's up. And that's, you know, that's what the wonder of science, these scientists discover new things all the time. And that's just, God was like, oh, can't wait till someone figures this out. And I think when it comes to the unknown with our personal lives, that when we wait on God to help us through whatever it is, we get to see God's beauty. We get to see his providence. We get to see how he loves us so much. And if we look back, we will see, if you look back on your life, you will see answered prayer. Mm -hmm. You will see where God did step in, in the past. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the benefits of, as you age is you get to have more examples of that. But um, when we think about, you know, the wonders of the world and all the things that are out there to discover, you're not going to discover anything if you're living in fear. Mm-hmm. I had a really neat thing last night I saw, and I showed it to Jane. Um, somebody put it up on Facebook and whatever. But um, it was a microscopic look at the yeah, pupils right. of your eyes. Mm-hmm. And... Right next to it, it had pictures of galaxies, mm-hmm. and they were almost identical. 
Amazing. The concept of all of it being, if God's in us, then all of God is in us, then all of God is in everything. It's a beautiful thing. And they, the neat thing was, well, what I took from that was that the similarities between the creation of galaxies and the mm. creation of our very eyes and how obviously it's the one, one person or one being, God. It's a fingerprint. It's yeah. a fingerprint. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and I think um, I've got a, a verse here too. Oh, good. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Mm. Whom shall I fear? Oh, the Lord good. is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I don't, when I look at, and, and this is maybe somewhat from a male perspective and a perspective of my life, the opposite of fear is not strength. The opposite of fear is not courage. The opposite of fear is peace. Hmm. Or I thought it might be faith. I think it's peace and peace comes through faith. Oh, true. The opposite of fear, the opposite of being in a state of panic or a state of fear is a state of peace. Hmm. If you are at a state of peace, then there's nothing that uh, can take that away from you. And we need to be reminded. We're human. Mm -hmm. I do. You do. Mm -hmm. We need to be reminded regularly that um, if God is for us, who can be against us? Mm -hmm. Why should I be afraid? Because God's got this. Um, we need to be reminded of that regularly. And that's another reason to get into your word is because God repeats that over and over and over yeah. again. That He's he's got this. We don't have to worry. I do know and this, we humans don't like this part that much. But God will not answer all our questions. No. It, when we get to heaven, we will have full understanding, I guess. But like I think of when Maggie died, right. you know, we can ask why. We still don't know why she died. I mean, doctors, like why she had to die. Doctors have medical ideas yes, about yes. things, all that kind of stuff. But, but you know, what why did God... Did, why did, that medical situation occur in our daughter at that point in time. Right. Because you think, when you look at it, it just makes no sense that an almost 12-year-old goes to heaven. But God used her death in so many ways. I mean, how many people were at her funeral that I don't even know? 350? 350 people came for this. you think that much? I think there was more than Maybe more than that. I don't know. 500? I don't know. But in our little tiny town, that was a lot of people from all over. And every single person in that in that um, gym heard the gospel message. Yes. And we know Maggie's happy and joyous and probably hanging on to all these little babies. But um, and Maggie loved babies. So. Yes, she did. And, and she does. And so... Like that question won't be answered here on earth. Why did she have to die at almost at age almost twelve? Those and and we've had that discussion before. Um, you've heard people say this. I've said it. You've said it. Heard. I may. I'll never know the answer to that till I get to heaven. Mm -hmm. But when I get to heaven, will I care? Maybe not. Like I might not even. It won't matter then. Won't matter anymore. No. So maybe I'll we just won't see even the enormity ask. Of God's love and God's grace, and that's enough. Yeah. I do say with our son Hawk, as, I mean, he, he is the way he is, but why in the world does he have to have all these seizures? Because he has them every day. And I, I, ha I have no answer to that, why, what good they do, you know. And um, But I don't have an answer to that either. And I just have to rely that God is good and God loves Hawk and a whole lot more than I ever could because I'm human. And so that's what 
we rest on in that. And um, why do we have lots of snow on April 1st? <laughs> I think it's a joke from God. <laughs> well, I just, I, I do too, because I remember in July praying for moisture. Oh, yeah. Sometimes God doesn't answer our, our prayers right away. Sometimes it takes a little time to get here. Um, and sometimes his answer is not what we ask for. It happens. God's plan is different than what we mm-hmm. we plan. Just because you ask for it doesn't mean you get it. God is not Santa Claus. That's not how that works. But he wants us to take everything to him. Mm-hmm. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about every, anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So no matter what comes, you pray, and you pray, God, your will be done in whatever it is, but I'm putting my trust in you. I'm laying it out before you, and I'm letting it go. And it, I love that verse because it says, by prayer and supplication, in other words, asking and supplication means to just turn yourself over to one who, who knows more than you, that can do more than you. And with thanksgiving. So even if you're anxious about something, praise God for the fact that you know he, he has your best interest in mind. Praise God for the fact that he's going to answer prayer. Praise God for the fact that he's in control. So no, whatever happens, God has redeemed us. That's it. That's good. You're good. I, I like that you brought that up because I have noticed when we stray from being thankful, when we forget to be thankful, mm. we can get bitter. We can get cynical. Thankfulness and gratefulness, about the same thing. Is there a difference between gratefulness and thankfulness? Uh, you can be grateful and not and not thank anyone. You can thank people. Oh, and not be grateful? Not be grateful. So there is a slight difference. Okay. But staying in that that attitude of gratefulness, thankfulness within is so important because it does guard us against bitterness, cynicalness, pettiness. It really guards us against a bunch of stuff that, mm-hmm. that are that things that are ugly. I mean, when someone, if you get to be really bitter, you just get ugly. I mean, your face has an ugly expression on your, you know, it it consumes you. So I just wanted to bring that up. There was a song that came out about the time that we lost Maggie. And it had been out beforehand, but I went back to it and I just grabbed a hold of it. And there was a song by Casting Crowns called I'll Praise You in This Storm. Oh, that song. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, and it starts out saying... I would have thought by now you would have taken the tears away, mm-hmm. but it's still raining mm-hmm. and I'll praise you in this storm mm-hmm. because you are who you are. I am who I am. Monday and Tuesday, we're supposed to get snow too. Maybe we Lovely. should go outside and praise God in this blizzard. Sure. That might be fun. Why not? In our swimsuits. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a problem but with that. I know you don't. You like, He pours buckets of ice cold water on his head. It's good for you. Outside. In his underwear. In First Peter 5, 7, it says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. That's where we get our peace. We get our mm-hmm. peace because we know that no matter how insignificant we may seem, that we may feel, no matter how small you may feel in the circumstances you're in, God still cares mm-hmm. individually for you. And sometimes it's hard for us to wrap our head around because we don't understand because we don't have the same feeling. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have the same depth of love that God has. And he cares about each and every one of us. He counts the hairs on your head. He knows everything. He wants to hear from you personally. You know, if everybody in your church is praying for you, that is awesome. 
But that still doesn't take away the personal relationship God wants and mm-hmm. the personal relationship that he offers because he cares for us individually. Mm-hmm. So that, that, and then uh, when we look at Second um, Timothy mm-hmm. 1.7, it says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Oh, I like that. As Christians, through the Holy Spirit, you have been given a spirit of power and love and self-control. So if you're falling into fear, you're you're shutting out what we're supposed to have. And what? we are more than conquerors through Christ. So anything that's thrown in front of us, God's got that too. What was that verse? 2 Timothy 1.7. Okay, I just wanted to see. what This is the Christian standard version that I'm looking at. I just wanted to see uh, what... What words this one says? Oh, this one says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Mm-hmm. And I think I, there's other ones that say, And sound mind, which which would go along with self-control. It's all... Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give one little thing, and then I want to I want to ask you something. So, um, I read that verse in Deuteronomy that says, God is faithful. And that's not the whole verse, but that's a truth. So, like, when I'm thinking about if, if the thoughts come back about what are the results of the MRI is going to say, I can just tell myself, Jane, God is faithful. No matter what it says, nothing or whatever, God is faithful. And it's all right. God is faithful. What I ask you, my darling husband, who I love so much, let's say someone comes to you and, and people do come to him. He is a pastor and he's got a couple people especially that love to call him and just like to vent a little and Mm. Shannon's a a great listening ear. And so my question is, so let's say someone else comes to you and they are scared to death of whatever. And they are just crippled with fear because we do cripple ourselves um, because of a bunch of unknowns in their life. And they might not be any big deal or some of them are, but any unknown can cripple us if we, if we, are fearful. So what would you say to that person? Do you have like three steps they can take? Well, if you're dealing with someone else's fear, if someone comes to you, first of all, consider that a gift. Hmm. Consider it a gift that someone will come and share. That That's a blessing. Yeah. The first thing you need to do is listen because that person needs to know someone cares enough to listen. And as Christians, that we are called to be the hands and feet. And God is listening, but they also might need a human that's looking them in the eye to listen. That's Mm -hmm. one. Number two, pray with them. You can pray with that person. And you, I've prayed with people and you can see a physical release, Mm -hmm. a physical deep breath. And they just kind of, that gives them a little bit of peace. It's just one of those things that has so much power that just the simple act of taking it to God and taking that burden and taking it to God. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered, I'm with them. Remind them of God's promises. Remind them of, of what God says. Um, it's, it's an amazing thing to see someone release their fear mm. and to let it go. But we also have to remember that once we release it, we can't go back to it. Mm. When you let it go, you got to let it go. Let it go and let God have control of it. 
David was a man who was considered to be a man after God's own heart. And when we look in the Psalms, we see that. We see his own words in those songs that are written down. And it's there's times when David was in fear. Mm-hmm. And he knew it. And he said, you hear me when I'm in fear. Uh, Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 145, 18 says, the Lord is near to all who call on him and all who call on him in truth. Over and over again, David had unknown situations, terrible things going on. And he would come to God and he would be honest with God. And he said, God, I am afraid. I am scared. I don't know what to do. But he would always end those songs. But I know you're God. Mm. I know that you're God. So when you're talking to someone, you we might need to remind them of those things. You might need to point them in the direction of of certain verses that they can grab a hold of and hold on to. Um, oh, and if they don't know where they are, if you just Google it, you'll find them. But if you if you have that opportunity, if there's someone who has something that's recurring to them and they don't have a good grasp on the gospel, and they may not have that, write it down. Oh, that's a good idea. Have them put it in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And when you feel that fear, you reach down in there and you pull that out and you read that again. And you read that where God says... Uh, I have plans for you, mm-hmm. plans to make you prosper. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to Jeremiah and read things like that. There are so many comforting verses. Yeah, in the Psalms especially. The like Psalms you, yeah. are wonderful. If you look at the life of Christ, um, we just talked about this recently. Um, when Lazarus died, and Jesus knew he was going to raise him from the dead, but he empathize with the pain that everyone was feeling from the, yeah. from the death of a friend and a brother and someone they loved that he cried. Mm-hmm. He understood and he understands now the pain that we feel, the fear that we feel, the anxiety that we feel. He understands those things and he's willing to help us deal with them. But the biggest challenge is you have to take it to him. You have to take it to God. You have to lay it down, and you need to let him take care of it. Mm-hmm. I will. And you might yeah. need to do it daily. Yes, you may need to take yeah. it back again and again and again, and take it to God and drop it down, and take it to God and drop it down, and say, "Lord, I just keep picking my fear up. I need to lay it down before you." And if you get to that point where you relax, whether it's because you took it to him once or you took it to him a thousand times, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. because God wants us to have peace. Mm-hmm. He wants that from us, and he wants us to talk to him. He wants us to, to pray. So, I, One thing I thought of while you were talking mm-hmm. is that God could, he wouldn't do this because he's God, but he has given the, us all these promises, and we know he's good and he's faithful, so we really shouldn't ideally ever worry about anything or fear anything because he's got it all. But God never condemns us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he was a different kind of God, he could like, hey, I'm here. Don't be an idiot. But God doesn't do that. Romans 8.1 says, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He will not condemn us saying, Father, I'm so scared. He'll say, well, come sit on my lap and, and remember who I am. Remember. And, and that is so... Everything we think about God is such another blessing. 
he doesn't condemn us, even though we've walked with him for decades and that still a fear comes and he doesn't say, Jane, you know this. I mean, he might say it gently, but he won't say, you dummy. He just says, I love you. Well, if you're a parent, if you think about it, um, and he's the, the best monster parent. under the bed, yeah. fear of the dark, not wanting to be away from their parents. There are a lot of things that children go through, go through right. as they're maturing to get to the point where they understand that they're safe. Yeah. And that everyone around them wants them to be safe and has the best intentions for them. Um, and I pray that every child feels that because it just, oh, it tears me up to think that someone doesn't feel safe as a child. But, yeah. And I know it happens and it happens yeah. in our community. And a that, lot. That yeah. really bothers me. But God is like that parent you go to that says, here, let me turn on the nightlight. I'll give you the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. I'm going to put that nightlight next to your bed, and you know when you go to sleep, that light's on. And when you wake up, the light's on. If you get up in the middle of the night, the light's on. Mm -hmm. The light is always there. And when you close your eyes, you can't see it anymore. It's still there. So you mm -hmm. can relax because you know that if you need it, the light's on. Mm -hmm. And God is so faithful to us, and he never, ever lets us go. Um, Deuteronomy 31.8 says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. Mm -hmm. Once we get to that point where we can grab a hold of that and hold on to it, and it may happen every time something comes up, you need to reach out again. Once you get to that point, you can start living a life of abundant peace. And you can start being what you really want to be and what God really wants you to be. But until you do that, the unknown can overwhelm you. Mm -hmm. It's not meant to. There's nothing that God can't handle. There's nothing that God can't do. And there's nothing in the world that can separate us from the love of God. Amen. Thanks for listening. Oh, God bless. Bye. Someone.